0: Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Carguy Radio Show. Car Guy radio show.
1: I say this calls for action and now nip it in the bud. Nip it. In the bud. You got to nip it in the bud.
0: Negotiation Bible style. Bible style. Bible, 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 Bible. Negotiation Bible style. So, you may have guessed, this is the Christian Car Guy Show, and today we're talking about there's power in the name of Jesus, and you may know there is power under the hood of your car. And so today, we're going to go exploring into that power the genius of the four-stroke engine and how I, as a Christian car guy, (laughs) see that as a picture of the Christian life. How can we be a four-stroke Christian? we're going to especially explore the power stroke of the four-stroke engine. And I think even if you've never understood how an engine worked before, that you will get something out of this from a spiritual standpoint. That's my hope. And hopefully you'll be able to share some of your power with us today by calling in. This is a live show, 866-348-7884. And speaking of power, we brought the house today. We got Bob.
1: From 109 you pull it with us. A Christian junkyard guy, always a treat. Bob, to have you here today. Great to be here today. I came from Blues Creek this morning. It's 6.30 this morning. I was cruising across the lake on a jet ski. Wow. There's power in oh, that. That's Power. That was probably a two-stroke and, No, engine. it's a four-stroke. A uh, four-stroke,
0: okay. Well, yes. we're going to jump my, right into what is a four-stroke engine. You're sitting there going, Robbie, what in the world? Okay, well, let me try to explain this as simply as I possibly can. And I think it's going to really help you in your understanding of a number of things. Okay. Whoever designed it, the genius, I couldn't tell you exactly who to give credit for that. But this is the way it works. There are pistons, as you may know, in an engine. And a piston is not unlike, you know, if you ever got a shot, there's a syringe. And, you know, inside that syringe is a piston. And I don't know if you ever noticed it, but if they're going to go take and give you a shot, they put it in the serum, right, and then they pull back on that piston and when they pull back on that piston, what happens? The suction draws the serum into
1: the shot. Well, a piston, right, and, and many times they'll take and inject air into the uh, cylinder they're pulling the, the serum out of, the medicine out of to give it, to make it easier to draw out. So that's kind of a, a compression. Yeah, so yeah, where well, are going to
0: get to that? Yeah. But right now we're talking about the intake stroke. It's the first of four strokes. It's called the intake stroke. And the way it works is that same suction that people use to draw serum out of a, a shot, that piston, of course, it's turning on a crankshaft. It's going up and down. But as that, as that piston goes down, the suction draws, in this case... Fuel and air that are mixed together through a fuel injector, in most cases in today's cars, into the cylinder. So, that first stroke, the piston is coming down. It's called an intake stroke, and it is drawing fuel. Now, the octane of that fuel or the flash point of that fuel is a critical part to the whole thing. If you take in low octane fuel, you are going to pre ignite. In other words, you're going to have something called a ping or a, a spark knock because. Low octane fuel explodes before it's supposed to and if the cylinder's hot inside, and we'll get to this in a second in the compression stroke, but it's important that you take in the right kind of fuel. If you're a diesel engine and you have a lot, a lot, a lot of compression, you really need to take in some octane because it can't flash until exactly the right time. Okay, so what fuel you take in is important on the intake stroke. Next stroke would then be the compression stroke. Now, I'm sure right now you're imagining this may have something to do with a Christian life. <laughs> if you haven't experienced any compression, I'm, uh, you know what can I tell you? There's but,
1: some on the way. <laughs> okay. Well, then what's going
0: to happen now is that crankshaft has got a piston on the other end that has a power stroke that's now pushing that piston up very forcefully. And as that piston goes up, again, it's going to create compression. It's going to compress. that It drew the air and the fuel down into the cylinder. Now it's going to come back up, but it's going to come back up and press those molecules of fuel and air together very compactly, which, as you might hope, (laughs) is going to make for the equation of a great deal of power. And so when that gets to what they call top dead center, when that piston reaches there, we now go from the compression stroke to the power stroke. And the power stroke in a gasoline engine is ignited by a spark plug. So a spark fires at the exact precise moment that it's supposed to and ignites this air-fuel mixture. In a diesel, you may know this, that the actual heat of the compression when it gets to 22 pounds per square inch actually explodes the fuel without the use of a spark plug. So that's why diesels don't have an ignition system, a little bit more efficient perhaps, but more expensive because it takes so much compression to do it. But here you go. If you got good fuel and it doesn't ignite too early, when that spark sparks, now you got this tremendous power. The piston comes down, <laughs> right? And while it's coming down, it's pushing up the piston on the other side, creating its compression stroke over there. But now it's got one more stroke in a four-stroke engine. we got to get rid of that spent exhaust. And so it's going to come back up this time with the valves open, and the valve will open, and the piston will come up, and it will push out the spent exhaust, the burnt fuel, and oxygen. And out it goes as carbon dioxide and into your catalytic converter and all sorts of interesting things. So there's four strokes intake, compression, power, and exhaust. Now, I know you're wondering, Robbie, I you said we're gonna call. Well, you're gonna see where in a minute, okay? Because if we take in the right stuff, you know, we get up in the morning and we spend our time with the Lord, we're spending time with him, we're in his word, we're intaking, you know, spiritual things then we are getting high-octane fuel, and we're less likely to pre-ignite. You see, we don't have that spark knock issue. <laughs> so we're taking in good fuel. Then the compression is going to come. If you've lived on this earth any period of time, you're going to see that the compression is going to come. But the reason I wanted to explain all this today is I want to get to this power stroke. Because in Acts eight it says, you're going to receive power from on high to be my witnesses, to, Jerusalem, to, to Judea, Jerusalem, and the ends of the earth. Now the critical part of what he says is his power is where you are witnessing to what it is that he has done in your life. It's your story. You see, Jesus said, apart from me you can do nothing, so with him you can do everything, so here's your power. Your power, how you're gonna advance the kingdom is through your, your testimony, how you're gonna testify about Jesus. And specifically, there's a part of your testimony that only you can testify to because you're the only person that truly experienced how Jesus did something in your life that changed everything. I know it's happened in Bob. It's clearly happened in mine. And you may have never heard my actual testimony of how I came to Jesus. And in today's show, I'm going to share that. I haven't done it maybe in seven or eight years, but I'm going to share originally how I came to know Jesus and all that in one of the segments. So we're going to get to hear that. But I would love to hear yours. There's so much power out there that's unbelievable, right? It's the power that, think about it, Bob, in all the stories that are out there, there's enough power to change the world right now. But today you have a chance to maybe change somebody else's life by calling in and sharing that power in your life. 866-348-7884. 866-34, if you're digitally gifted, truth six six three four truth but we have lines open we would love for you to share that power because that power somebody could be listening just tune in and across the country somewhere and accidentally hit this and all of a sudden hear your story you think God might make that happen and then you'll meet him in heaven
1: someday because they heard what God did in your life there's power in the name of Jesus as I was putting this together in my head this morning and and uh really looking at it uh from the point of view that you're looking at it today um the compression in my life has led to power so many times i mean i I can just think of the big events in my life uh uh the fire where our business burnt down that's some awesome compression right there mm-hmm. and uh but the power that God instilled in me to uh stand up strong uh in the just right in the middle of the storm, you know uh, there was much compression that day <laughs> but um, you know I was able to re- respond to it and not react to it and uh, in a fashion that uh, that I think pleased God.
0: Oh I can hardly wait till these stories come in so call now really we have lines open 866-348-7884. share the power. Jesus put it on your heart. Make the call. 866 348 7884. You can hear my story, some of Bob's. we got so much power coming your way on a Christian Car Guy show. A story in your life. <laughs> and I'm so excited. That we're going to get to share some of those today. We would love to hear yours, but you got to call in to make it happen. We got lines open, and I'm shocked that we didn't have 40 calls, but we haven't yet. So you could be the first. 866 348 7884 is the number to call in and share your story. Of course, We've got a Jesus labor of love, car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. Got all kinds of updates for you today. Uh, as so many people have been so generous to this ministry over the last month, we've received more than ever. But we also received more as, as the donations came in, the, the needs came in even stronger, Bob, as you might imagine. And I have some wonderful stories along those lines that I'm going to get to in a minute talking about sharing the power of Jesus in what he's done in these people's lives as they were undergoing some compression. Um, And it's, it's really cool to see how you guys came through um, how the Jesus labor love. um, You know, there's a network of repair centers that we have listed at our website under Christian car care centers. These guys donate, you know, up to two hours of labor towards these causes. And so it's cool to see how the listeners provided money to buy some parts, these guys provided the labor, which, by the way, if you're looking for a good, trustworthy place in your town and you, you know, can go to ChristianCarGuy.com and see these Christian car care centers. But it's, it's kind of the way that it all works, and we're going to give you an update on that. But I had promised to share my story. And, I don't, Bob, I don't know if you've ever even heard this, but um, the way the story goes, this is the power in Robbie's life. You know, Jesus is the hero of this story. Believe me, I had no intention of looking for Jesus or trying to find God or anything along those lines. My life was all about the car business, as you might imagine. I was in the car business nearly forty years actively and I've been, you know, doing this about ten years after that. But I was all about selling cars and my life was surrounded by it. I met my wife and she was like, Well, if you're gonna marry me, you're gonna have to go to church and Bob Sunday was my one day off, and this was... (laughs) Houston, we have a problem. (laughs) And so we went to a church, and this was the first... I think God came after me on several different angles, but the first angle he came into me with was I attended this church. I really didn't expect anything to happen there, but there was a pastor that day by the name of Dr. Redhead. He was just filling in because they were without a pastor right then, and he gave a sermon that I now call the Five Slamma Jamma Cat's Pajama Prayer. And again, that's at ChristianCarGuy.com. is with many articles. But it basically, it started out where I was beginning to hear that God existed, and I could hear from him. And a lot of people would argue with me on this fact, but I know of it personally, and this is the power of my own life, that God gave me senses of direction through certain crises in my life long before I was a Christian. This was several years before I was a Christian, and of course, as soon as I got married, we quit going to church, as you might imagine, (laughs) because it was just not high on my priority list by any means. I was about selling cars. So, in 1991, I was promoted into, you know, you keep getting promoted in the car business until you're beyond your ability. And I found myself there, as I was the general manager of the most profitable store in the Crown organization which was crown honda volvo in chapel hill at the time and this store was a big monster and it was over 100 employees and and it you might imagine bob it was beating me to death and so i had gotten into the habit every morning of getting all sorts of devotion not devotional all sorts of um tapes and things that would help me you know in how to sell more cars you know tony perkins and all that kind of stuff of you know motivation motivational that's the word all these motivational things and i would listen to this every morning Well, i ordered the series the power of positive thinking by norman vincent Peale, not realizing it had anything to do with god jesus anything and it cost me like 130 bucks to buy this tape set so in this tape set <laughs> first thing it says is you need to get up an hour early every morning and read the bible and i'm like what <laughs>
1: What in the world? <laughs> I spent $139 <laughs> on this.
0: <laughs> I've got to get up an hour earlier, and I'm already getting up at 530 because i got to be at work at 730 and all this stuff. So i got to get up an hour earlier and read the what? The Bible, and somehow or another you got to pray before you read it now. You're not going to understand it. But, hey, I invested $139 or whatever it was, Bob, and I was going to read that. I mean, okay, I've never read it. If you say that's going to give me a positive mental attitude, I'm going to do it. So I start reading the Bible. Now, understand that I already was praying occasionally when I was in deep trouble, not, you know, praying every day, but I was praying when I was in trouble. So I knew that there was something out there. And so now I begin to read the Bible. And I'm reading Genesis. You know, it's a pretty interesting story. Exodus, okay. But then, oh my word, you get into the latter part of Exodus and Numbers, Deuteronomy and all that, and I'm like, oh my word, what in the world does fat on kidneys have to do with selling cars? How does this give me a positive letter? This is the craziest thing I've ever read in my life. Really? And the more I read, actually, the angrier I got at God, because it was just clear to me that he had this really high standard that, you know, when Aaron's son's <clears throat> got burned up for offering the wrong incense. It really incensed me. I was like, what? You're supposed to be a loving God. How in the world could you smote these two boys? All they did was, and I I was just getting madder and madder and madder. And of course, you know, you go through, you know, first and second Samuel and all this killing and all this stuff is going on. I finally get to Job and I'm thinking, well, Job's going to be about patience, right? (laughs) I'd heard Job's about patience all my whole life. So, I'm reading through Job, and of course, now I'm really getting mad. Really, God? Just to show Satan something, you're going to take out his kids and his business and everything else, and he's got nothing. And now he's got these friends, and I got to go through these chapter after chapter of these friends. And I am totally frustrated and totally angry and just totally wound up. Now, here's the deal they say that the Bible is canonized, and I have decided that it's like a cannonball, and it is coming for your head. <laughs> And the book of Job is where it got me. So when we come back, what happened when Robbie got so angry when the cannonball came to his head? And where's the power? But I need the power of your story. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. So much more power coming at you on the Christian Car Guide Show. There is all kinds of power in the question today at the Christian Car Guy show. How can we be four-stroke Christians? How can we take advantage of our power strokes by perhaps writing them down for future generations? We're going to get into more of that. But again, we're talking about our testimonies, and we would love to hear yours. We've got some up on the line now, and we'd love to add you to that. 866 348 We're going to get to those in a minute. And again, we want to mention of course the christiancarguy.com where we have our jesus labor love car repair labor for single moms widows and families in crisis we're going to give you an update on that of course we're going to hear bob's story but when we left our hero robbie he was totally frustrated and angry at god in the book of job like i could not begin to understand how we could get to this point and Norman Vincent Peale had told me that, you know, by all means, this was somehow or another going to give me a positive mental attitude at this point in time. (laughs) He totally had my curiosity, and I'd read all these months to get to this point, but I was very angry. But how cool was it for me that God didn't answer any of Job's questions, but instead he asked Job a question or four or five or six, and he said and something that my father used to say to me all the time Robbie, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And that's kind of what he told Job. All right, Job, stand up be here. Be a man now. I got some questions for you. Where were you, you know, when I set the corners of the earth? Or Why don't you make the tide come in for me just to show me how good you are? Or make the sun come up or stick a hook in a behemoth, whatever in the world a behemoth was, which actually I went out and bought a Matthew Henry commentary. Here I was a car dealer. <laughs> I was in a christian bookstore to buy a matthew henry commentary because i had to find out what in the world a behemoth was but the thing is is when god asked job those questions he was asking me and robbie found himself right there going oh wait a minute <laughs> i can't make the sun come up oh 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 i can't bring the tide in i don't even know what a behemoth is for sure how can i put a hook in one and if i did it probably would be a bad experience unless i had a big gun If there is a God and he did all this stuff, then it only would make sense that he's a lot greater than me and he would understand better why these things are happening than I would. And wow, he has a really, really high standard. I could see that through my advance through the Bible and whatever that standard is, I'm pretty sure I don't meet it. And so I had a huge problem. Now, here's Robbie in the book of Job and I am losing it because I can now see I had a moment in Job where I realized, wow, I am not God and I clearly need him. Now, at the same time, my wife says, Robbie, there's a Christian, we were, had two new kids, three and four years old, there's a Christian parenting class at this Providence Baptist Church in Raleigh, North Carolina, can we go to that, because I understand it's being taught by a doctor, and I'm like, at this point in time, I'm like, I got all kinds of problems, I would love to go to a, a, a Christian parenting class in a church and find out from these people what in the world is going on here because clearly there is a God I've heard him I've talked to him through the five slammer jammer prayer but and now I got a problem well when I got to this Sunday school class here were these people and these people had what I did not have they had that power they each had a story they each understood how Jesus had died for them and how they could meet the standard that I didn't understand about And these people seemed to care about me in spite of the fact that they didn't want to buy a car. And I really had never come across that kind of people (laughs) in my life. I was like, what are these kind of people? And, And so at the same time I'm reading through the Bible and getting to the New Testament, there were people there to help me understand and share their power. And in that time is when I really understood why Jesus had to die, how it was I could meet the standard, and what had really happened with Job. And guess what? Norman Vincent Peale was right. I got a positive mental attitude (laughs) because faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. It was a simple enough thing. The one thing I can't tell you a thing about the power of positive thinking, except one thing. Get up an hour earlier every morning and read the Bible, Bob. That works. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got Linda is in. She's in Washington, and I'm not going to try this word. Hello, Linda.
2: Hello. um, And so I uh, just wanted to share really quick. Um, Psalm 139 says, I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written, days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them and that just kind of explains a little that um the lord got a hold of me in the womb because my biological mother she was um, kidnapped drugged and raped when she was a teenager in a third world country and um, by her boyfriend and this older man and Three days later, they found her. my um, her sisters and brothers and parents found her three days later and, and she was expecting expecting me um, nine months later and so but but my biological father, who was her boyfriend at the time, he um, refused to my my um, my biological mother older sister. Um, was kind of like a mother figure to to my biological mother, and so she um tried to get them to get married because back then that 's what you do especially in a third world country and so but he refused my biological biological father didn 't want to and and his mother and his aunt suggested to my biological mother and her sister that they abort me and
0: oh,
2: my, wow. my my aunt she was a nurse and so the the mother of my biological father said oh you're a nurse you know how you could just I guess give an injection and and then because it was early in the pregnancy and then and then the problem solved well my 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 biological aunt said that God gave her hands to heal and not to destroy mm. and kill and so she refused and was really very offended and so anyways um my biological aunt my aunt tried to keep try to get them to get married later in the pregnancy and and even after i was born but she still didn't want to explain me but um but anyways getting to the part where the lord saved me my aunt eventually um because my biological mother was she was psychologically wounded and um and since then, she's had, like, 14 other children from different men who, she, who they never married her. And so my aunt took me and brought me to this country by herself, and she didn't know anybody. And, and then eventually met my adopted father, and they got married and had another child. And, um, and anyway, so... So, so was, was this
0: the same aunt that was the nurse? Yes, yes. That's, oh, wow. Yes. So she took you, brought you to the yes. United States, and she obviously was a woman of faith, which she passed on to her adopted daughter.
2: Yes, but her faith is very strong Catholic. And so the Lord, um, he saved me when I was 16 from my sins and from hell. And um, and since then, I've been witnessing to my family, to my, my uh, what, Turns out to be my biological aunt and her husband, and then they had a child, and so they they. Um, but her faith comes from um, her Catholic religion, and even though she's very religious, I just I only the Lord knows her heart. And now she has stage four lung cancer, and she never smoked, but my adult oh, daughter wow. did.
0: I'm actually going to go see her. And last
2: year when she was diagnosed. What's, what's her name? Oh, her name is Julia. Well, and last year, uh, Linda, like- I hate
0: to cut you off because we only have a minute left in this segment. But I want to oh. pray right now for Julia. And, and, Lord, I thank you for Julia and her witness to you that obviously saved Linda's life. And now the kingdom's moving forward as people are hearing this story across the country. We pray for Julia, Lord, that you would help her with her cancer, that she would help her to experience a real relationship with you. Uh, If she doesn't have one, if she does have one, help it to be closer. And we thank you that you're going to bring this healing. Julia, thank you so much for, I mean, Linda, thank you for calling in and sharing that amazing story. God bless you. Oh, thank you. I'm so, so grateful for that. Well, we're going to hear more of Bob's story in a minute because we haven't heard about his compression stroke. But I do want to share the Jesus labor love. Wow. Car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. Uh, over the last you know three weeks we've gotten all these <clears throat> donations in. we've been able to help a 93 year old lady who almost desolate in Virginia with uh, a CV joint. We've had two sets of brake rotors, people that couldn't get their um, brakes to work. Um, a shift cable on a lady just today who's been unemployed for over a year. And these cars, and with so much stuff coming in, it's just a wonderful, wonderful to see what you've done. we got so much power coming at you. Stay tuned. In the name of Jesus, which is the very reason that when God put it on my heart to start the ministry outside of the the Christian Car Guy Show, it's called the Jesus Labor of Love so that no one's ever confused about where the help came from. (laughs) That, well, well, how did you get your car fixed? Well, it was the Jesus Labor of Love. Um, That's the name of that ministry because that's where the power is. And I want people to have the testimony that Jesus came to meet their need when they were in need. And we were talking about it right before the break, that we had these brake rotors. You know, if, if you can't stop your car, you can't get it state inspected. And, the, you know, one of these was a single mom, couldn't get her child to the, the hospital. And, you know, all these widows and the 93 old lady, I mean, there are situations. And then I had this widow in her 80s this, year, this week. She came in, well, she can come in. She sent in her application, and I called her. And Bob, she had bought a car. You're going to find this interesting that at a buy-here-pay-here place and they had not disclosed that it was on a salvage title, but it was, as I recall, a 93 Buick Century that they had charged her $3,500 for. Wow. And she had put $800 down and then she had a settlement coming from another car accident that was for $1,000, but she didn't know that the insurance companies, I mean that the hospital was gonna lom onto the thousand dollar settlement. So when she didn't end up being able to give the buy herepayer place that other thousand dollars, they freaked out and there was a bunch of stuff wrong with the car and they wouldn't fix it for her. And as she's telling me this whole story and she says and this is a really shady deal because when I got my registration on this car it says that the car has a salvage title. And I was like, and they didn't tell you it had a salvage title? And she goes, No. I said really I said, I think we have our answer. <laughs> I said, do you happen to have your paperwork? No, no. I said, you need to get your paperwork. You need to go down there and tell them, please give me a copy of my paperwork. So she comes back and she sends me copies of this paperwork, and they did not disclose that it was a salvage title, meaning, for those of us never heard
1: this before. They didn't have the damage disclosure statement. They had they? a
0: damage disclosure, but they signed it that there was no, not even 25% damage, Oop. which... Again, you know, the Lord just put me in the right place at the right time to go. Well, you know, all we have to do here, we don't need a lawyer. We don't need, we can just call the DMV on this one, right? And put her with the officer, which we did, which she talked to yesterday. And then Wednesday morning, she and that officer are going to go have a little visit with these people. And believe me, if, being a car dealer at one point in time, if the DMV shows up, an officer in your place, and they, they hold your license, you know, you pretty much are going to do whatever you need to do. To Cor- Corrective <laughs> measures will be taken.
1: <laughs> oh yes. So a- again, I, I
0: but this lady will know that it was Jesus. To me, we have a chance to pray with these folks. We know that it's Jesus that came through. So this ministry is such a blessing, and y'all have donated so much to it. I'm so thankful. Again, if you're wanting to donate some, or you want to see us at ChristianCarguy.com, there's a way to donate there, or JesusLaborLove238. Sara lane s-a-u-r-a lane in winston-salem north carolina 27107 again jesus labor of love 238 Sara lane winston-salem north carolina 27107 now bob you've had some compression in your life you've had some power can you share with our listeners a little of your power
1: well some of the greatest compression in my life came when uh the people at church started asking uh me about working with the young people and i just i've told it before but i was just so convinced that they had lost their mind uh <laughs> i'm like folks uh this is bob uh y'all kind of know that i didn't sing in the choir all my life uh I, i've got some bones in my closet now are y'all sure y'all got the right person and it just really 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 got to me i was like surely they don't really understand all i did and all i was and all i wasn't and uh and it just finally they they convinced me that yeah we know and and we still think that you know you could offer something to the young people and it was just still challenging for me because my language was bad and i had a lot of galactically bad habits and that had kind of lingered over from the past and everything. And, um, I had to get that straightened out my language. I just took a rubber band and put around my arm. And every time I, I said a bad word, I popped myself with the rubber band and, and it didn't take too long. I had, I, I had a pretty big welt on my arm, but my language instantly started to, uh, you know, God had helped me clean that up and and then as we started to work with the young people you know our, we had a couple when we started uh just you know like two or three and the first day we had five i think i got up on the table and did a backflip you know and and then before you knew it we had 25 and 30 at at most everything we did and we just grew and we flourished and and the fact that i had stumbled over so many stones in my life uh gave me great great uh insight for these young people uh you can i love
0: what you said. yeah i've quoted you many many times on this what you thought made you disqualified made you uniquely qualified
1: yes sir uh it it really did it it, it gave me insight to to talk to them and you can whack a kid in the head with a bible about three times and you've lost him but they will listen to you all day. Tell about the mistakes you've made in your life, and that was my biggest, my biggest hold uh, that I could get on them was to just share with them the mistakes I made and uh, how the small mistakes escalated into. You know, it wasn't one great big decision to to be a a gambler that you know had all these other issues. I didn't wake up one morning and say I want to. I want to be all this bad stuff. It was little small decisions, you know, a little step away here, a little step away there, and then all of a sudden you wake up and you're way far away in dark, gloomy places. But you can always find your way back, and you can come back faster than you slipped away. And, uh, you know, that was my biggest message to the young people that You know, God didn't choose me because I was perfect. (laughs) Far from it, you know. He chose me because I had so many imperfections that I could share with them. And if one young person missed one of the stones I stumbled over because I, I shared it with him and maybe felt a little shame while I was sharing it with him or a little guilt about the things I had done, you know, so be it because... If I helped one of those young people miss one of the things that I stumbled over, then it was all worthwhile. And, yeah, uh,
0: and again, you can hear the power. And who's the hero of this story is Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Jesus came for Bob and he came for those young people in humility. You know, Bob admitted this is where I stumbled and, and this is where God took up the ball and ran with it. And people could see that. Now, four years ago, we did a contest, Share Your Heavenly Heritage, where we asked people to write their story because here's this power, to be able to share with your aunts, your uncles, your nephews, your great-great-grandkids could have your story. How can you make your story available to the people that you love? What could be more precious to them
1: than to share your heavenly heritage? That's where your power is. You could be a four-stroke Christian. And this summer, one of the young people that come through the youth group uh, actually took over the youth group at a crucial time and did great things with it and what a blessing for me to see that you know somebody that came so write
0: your story this week share your story get in the power thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guys show remember Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years so slow down